0: Welcome back to the Other Wordly Podcast. I'm your host, Pete, a.k.a. Palm Wondrous. Today is episode 35, and we're going to circle back to the discussion on time. Before we get started, the letters of our words are symbols casting spells that influence how we experience our reality, and their sounds create resonant frequencies, inspiring thoughts in those who hear it. Point being, our words mean something. And so I'm going to quickly recap what we had discussed previously. If you are curious as to what I'm talking about and you hadn't seen the previous episodes, I'd certainly recommend going and checking those out. And so to begin, we talked about the equinox and the solstice. We came to the conclusion that the equinox, based upon its letter symbols, is referring to this period of judgment to where the collective consciousness, the thoughts, beliefs, behaviors, actions, they're all being calculated and computed and then put into a script that runs that following quarter. And so time... Cycles in that manner of judgment and then run script, judgment, run script. We then looked at the analogy of a book to an eon and then chapter to century, page to year, paragraph to month, sentence to day. And what we were discussing there was at varying levels of influence and change that could be affected during the different size wheels. We then moved on to discuss a few words that are often referenced when discussing the concept of time. So space-time, quantum, tradition, history, season. And we discovered that these words are communicating deeper truth. We then took a look at the Yuga cycle and this idea of the different ages from gold to silver, bronze, iron. And I showed this graphic, which I tried to communicate this idea of the varying influences between love and fear and how those come into our reality and imbue our consciousness and how that will then play out. And I lastly discussed this idea that I don't personally believe that these different ages are fixed and rigid with the time and the what is being suggested as to how long they are or when they arrive. I think they're an average and so I use the analogy of your commute to work, if you live in the suburbs and you're commuting into a city and you've been doing this for several years, there's typically an average time that it takes you to get to your work. However, there might be some days where you get there quicker and other days where it takes longer. And I think the same could be said as we transition from one age to another. I think it's strictly correlated to the collective consciousness. And so each one of those ages is more like a label the age in which the collective is fully engaged with that loving energy and has brought unity to their aspects of themselves, the higher and the lower, the masculine, and the feminine, and as well as condensed their perception of time. I think that is the golden age. And then the opposite of that would be the iron age, which is when the collective is fully engaged with that fear energy. And that's the time when the polarity and the duality shows itself to the most extreme. And then the silver and the bronze are just the transition periods from one to another. And so today I wanna to discuss this concept a little bit more and really dig into a, a different way to look at this. And so rather than having these rigid ages, like I said, you know, I was really coming to that conclusion that these are more labels for the collective consciousness state of being. And the more I thought about that, the more it really resonated with me. And it dawned on me that I think it's really about this expansion and contraction that goes on conceptually within our mind. And so if you look at this axis, this is you know what I've showed before as the two-way universe, the sun cross. Now, in this particular graphic, you can't really see those axis line too vividly but that horizontal axis is the temporal axis. And so when it's really polarized, on one extreme you have future, which would perceive as east, and the other extreme we have past, which is what we would perceive as west. And then on that vertical axis, that's really the dimensional axis. And so north would be the etheric or spirit, and south would be the material, matter, mother. And I think, what is really going on when we talk about the the yugas, the ages, I think during the Iron Age, that is the outermost ring. That is the widest and the most polarized our state of being can possibly be. That's when there's the largest rift between our perceptions of the physical and the material and our perceptions of spirit. And also there's the widest gap and the most lag between our perceptions of time. We get lost in these ideas of future and past when all indications are that the now moment is all that truly exists and it's really our mind that creates everything else and i think as you start to collapse those perceptions of duality and polarity when the collective does so it changes our reality and i think it then gets reflected rather into our reality And when it's a little tighter, you now perceive it as the Bronze Age. There's not as large of a swing between those opposing energies. And even tighter would be the Silver Age until finally you get to that middle ring, which is where all is centered. There's little to no distance or polarity or duality that exists. Everything's in the now moment. The energies are unified, both masculine and feminine. And what's interesting, too, is I think this is basically an inversion as to what goes on within our material plane. So in other words, as our perceptions of polarity become more unified and those circles really shrink conceptually, I think there is an expansion of consciousness. And that expansion of consciousness, I think, coincides with an expansion of our material plane. And so I think it's to make room for all of the new manifestations, new creations, because time does not exist in the way that it does during this Iron Age or or on the cusp of Bronze Age. During the Golden Age, things manifest almost instantaneously, if not instantaneously. And because the energies of both the father and the mother, the masculine and feminine, are unified, you have people that are nodes of consciousness that have the potential to become imbued with hero-like properties. All of these things we attribute to superheroes and X-Men. These might be common place during the golden age. And so for me, it would make sense that our physical plane of existence might expand to accommodate all of this new creation. But moving on, I wanna look at this idea of the different suns. And so, I may have referenced this in a previous episode, I'm not sure if it was this podcast truthfully or if it was a different podcast, Wise Peak. but I have this idea that there's, the two sons are really referring to the son of man and the son of God. And you hear those two sons often referenced in mythology. I mean, what comes to mind right now is the idea of Cain and Abel, but I know there are others sprinkled throughout uh, different mythologies, different cultures, the prodigal son and the other son. We have the idea of our physical son and the black son. I think what these are really referring to are the different influential forces within our consciousness, the subconscious and the conscious mind. And I think the son of man is really referring to the initial state of being when you first manifest within the physicality, when you are at the most polarized state of being. And so I say the son of man is symbolic for the state of being in which the greatest perception of polarity and duality exists on both the vertical dimensional axis as well as the horizontal temporal axis. Versus the son of God, which is symbolic for the state of being in which the greatest perception of unity and eternity exists on both the vertical dimensional axis and as well as the horizontal temporal axis. And so we've seen both of these symbols represented as sun crosses, if you look at ancient symbology. And I think the reason why they're both referring to that is because they're just different states of the same aspect, I suppose. And so looking at these two side by side, I thought since this is otherworldly, we have to at least decipher some words in this episode. And so I thought we'd take a look at man. Man is M A N, M is mental, A is not, N is normalized or balanced. I usually refer to it as normalized, but it also is referred to as balanced. And I actually, when I first looked at the end, I did have it as balanced. But because balanced has a certain perception in our modern age, I changed it to normalized so that it better represented some of the other words that I had deciphered in the past. But in this particular moment, balanced makes a lot more sense. And so when your mind is, is not balanced or in an unbalanced state, that's when the most duality or polarity exists within your consciousness. And so that's man versus God, G-O-D. G is great or the etheric higher self. O is full or complete. In this particular case, I chose whole. It's whole isn't synonymous for full and complete. I just felt like it fit this better. And then D is dimension. And so the great holistic dimension, that's truly God. The small g the lower g and so we have the ability to transition from man to god within this physicality but in order to do so we need to integrate all of this knowing this wisdom and unify our being unify our perceptions to transcend the perceptions of duality and polarity and to bring our consciousness into the now moment eliminating our perceptions of future and past. And so I'll leave it there. If you found this content to be of value and would like to help support future episodes, please consider joining me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash And until next time, know what you stand for.